Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss every Bare, na- bare Naked Lady song from 7 to Y, whether they're lyrics or just sound effects like Mimi. Me, me. And <laughs> joining me tonight, <laughs> I have some of my favorite people in the world Aaron, Heidi, and Stefan. Hello. Hello. And we have returning guest, Tyler. Tracy, I think we might have a problem here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We have a trouble with Tracy already? Um, wow. That you said this was bare naked ABCs? I think he said yeah. bare naked ABCs, but bare naked was... ABCs. <laughs> I thought this was the modern lexicographers. I thought we were talking about the modern lovers song Roadrunner today. Oh, no. Wow. No, no. no we're I talking about the bare naked ladies version. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I thought we were talking about the uh, internet access roadrunner. No, oh my we're not gosh. talking yeah, about that. Yeah, that's what I was saying too. Yeah. And I just <laughs> inserted the, so- the the sound effect for dialing in right there. <laughs> can, can you guys give me a little credit for coming up with modern lexicographers? Though? Yeah, I appreciate oh. that. Say that five times fast, Tyler. Say it five times fast. Modern lexicographers. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually have a couple of different versions to discuss this week too of this song yeah. because not only was it on Buck Naked, but it was also on the rare release of Ladies Room Volume Seven, using one of the live shows from 2003 during their Peep Show tour. But interestingly enough, like I don't know which of the Peep Show tour shows it was from because they did about 10 different recordings of this particular song during that tour. Hmm. And you can find them all on YouTube and they sound almost all exactly the same. Yeah. I was very glad to see that they uh, had a couple live versions on there. So I know yeah, that there's, uh... there's some songs that uh, are on the demo tape that I like, um, but aren't sung live. So I'm like, oh, all right, cool. They're singing Roadrunner. I was hoping one of them would have like drums and bass and stuff, though. They all were pretty much like voice and acoustic guitar, which, to be fair, to be fair, uh, fits the the aesthetic of the song pretty well, I suppose. And um, we'll we'll get into. I have a, I have a of course I have another band to reference uh, when I when I talk about. <laughs> Talk about this. Oh, they might be giants. <laughs> no, it's not this time. <laughs> what? No, shock, <laughs> shock Hold on. Forward. I believe hell has frozen over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not talking about they might be giants, and I'm not talking about Radiohead. So I don't know what, what world. I don't know what weird Whoa. alternate universe we're Susie in. Susie and the Banshees. <laughs> no, but uh closer, maybe. <laughs> the Dead Milkmen. Ooh, Dead Milkmen. Yeah. <laughs> Are we just Drink randomly making up names now? No, those are those no, are the bands. dead milkman. Are you kidding? They did a whole song about the uh, Great Molasses Flood. I, I think King Ink. Ooh. I think it's which King is Inc. one of my favorite episodes of Puppet History is uh, the Great Molasses Flood of Boston. That's a great. I use character. that in my American History through music class. I talk about oh. that, and we we listen to the Dead Milkman song. That's fantastic. 
Tonight we're we're talking about the bare naked ladies cover of Roadrunner. <laughs> You're on a highway and Roadrunner goes beep beep. Just step aside or you might end up in a heap. Roadrunner, Roadrunner runs on the road all day. Even the coyote can't make him change his ways. Roadrunner. That coyote's after you, Roadrunner. If he catches you, you're through. Well, wow. I did tell you we would go off on at least one tangent, Tracy. Oh, I we'll go you. off on many tangents. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was actually, when you were saying, talking about the Great Molasses Flood, I was thinking about Pompeii and how uh, how awesome <laughs> yeah. that would be for them. They'd be like, no! Tonight, okay, I am going to so feel like go. that. <laughs> there is a I song about you. Pompeii. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I believe there's also a Puppet History episode about Pompeii, so I don't know oh, why, really? I'm, why I'm plugging Puppet History so much, but it's a great show. You guys should watch it. I, I am. I feel like I am going to be like the coyote tonight, constantly trying to pull us back off the cliff. What? And we're like the roadrunners just running off the rails, running away <laughs> from you. Because, Tracy, we're talking about the Bare Naked Ladies singing the Roadrunner theme song from the cartoon. Welcome to the Bare Naked Acme podcast. Well, the the song is from the cartoon, but the the song is from the cartoon, but the cover is from Buck Naked, um, and <laughs> they were alive in 1954. <laughs> it is it is on all four different versions of Buck Naked. It is interestingly enough, it is the first song that you get on Buck Naked. No kin. So this is what they opened their disc with, with their 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 intro album with, um, before they even did one of their own songs. But there's a reason for that. Why is that? It is Why? the first song that Stephen sang with his partner Jeff in Scary Movie Breakfast. It okay. was on the tape for Scary Movie Breakfast, and uh, I didn't know while was they were Jeff. while they were working on different arrangements of this cartoon theme song the thought <laughs> occurred to steven to write original songs instead of just replaying other people's songs which is what led to him actually writing songs like the one that we discussed last week really don't know wow. so this even though it doesn't seem like an important song it's actually quite important in the history of bare naked ladies I don't I don't understand oh. what you mean by he was inspired to write songs of his own. Did he had he not processed before that that's what everyone else was doing? <laughs> I didn't know there was a possibility. <laughs> I don't know why it all of a sudden occurred to him, but yeah, at that point it was in the creating of different arrangements of the song that he was like, "You know what? We should just write our own stuff." Can I just say though that Barbara Cameron was a treasure? of a writer and mm -hmm. composer and singer. Do you want to talk a little bit about Barbara Cameron? I have wrote down a bunch of stuff, but I will hand it over to anyone else. To Unfortunately, talk she died in 2013. Oh. Uh, she was uh, almost 87. So she lived a long, lovely life, but she was like the person in the 1940s and 50s. She was mostly a singer, uh, like a backup singer for a lot of things. She was in some groups um, throughout that time period. Um, but it was, she dabbled in composing. And when she worked for Warner Brothers, she, which was her husband's 
um, employer, she uh, wrote the theme song for Roadrunner and sang oh, uh, the theme song for Roadrunner. Um, but before it was, that it, point, she actually released an eight-sided album box disc mm-hmm. called oh. "An Invitation to Love." How yeah. daring does that? You have to be for your for you to release not just an album but an eight-sided album. Wow, is that possible? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> obviously, like, I'm hoping that it was on four different four different albums, four different records. It, but... It's like the Dungeons and Dragons album. You know, they're, they're going to have like a twenty-sided album here eventually. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And her first job was replacing Doris Day on the radio in the local on the local radio station. You can't replace Doris Day. Those are some big pumps to fill. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Kitten heels. Kitten heels. (laughs) Well, that's impressive. Yeah. What is the uh we should all hear the uh, original Roadrunner song? If you're on a highway, you're gonna go speed. Just up the side of your mind, and it's been a heap, heap, heap. Road runner, road runner, runs on the road all day. Heap, heap. Even the coyote can't make his way. Heap, heap. Road runner, heap, heap. The coyote's after you. Road runner, heap, heap. If he catches you, you're through. Right there. <laughs> oh, you just. Oh, you did it. Yeah. Oh, cool. we, we should also hear the the bare naked ladies version because we haven't played a snippet of that yet oh let's hear it tracy <laughs> we just did i played it after like you didn't hear that oh, i'm still that getting to, good i'm just still getting the modern lovers in my headphones i don't know about you guys <laughs> <laughs> somewhere on my modern lovers podcast so another guest is very confused in hearing the bare naked <laughs> <laughs> why don't we do a breakdown of the music i have a whole bunch of roadrunner facts and uh, of the cartoon and such and i'd love to have a conversation about um roadrunner and and the coyote um but we should probably talk about this song first so why don't i hand it over to you aaron and heidi for a breakdown all right let's break it down well, i'm heidi and, <laughs> and uh, i'm aaron, aaron. Uh, and we're not bare Wicked ladies. Um, Thank you for doing the original. T- yeah, so the song actually starts off with them introducing them. Uh, so. I see what you're doing. I'm Steve. And I'm Ed. And we're bare naked ladies. It starts off with I'm Steve. And I'm Ed, and we're and they separate bare naked, naked ladies. ladies. I wanted to talk about that, Heidi. Uh, so yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I'm Steven, and I'm Ed, and we're bare naaked ladies. Did anybody else get like a tenacious D vibe from that? Yes. Like, I wonder. If, I wonder if Jack and Kyle are BNL fans. It would not surprise me at all. <laughs> Jack it would and not Kyle, surprise we know you listen, me at all. Please come on the show. <laughs> yeah, please, Jack. I would love to have you guys on the show. Um, Jack Black, I'm sure you listen. Um, I ended up straightforward in my book. Aaron, I'll I'll be curious to see if you've got the same thing. This is just a verse, chorus, verse, chorus, outro. Um, But D major, D major, yeah. 
and D-A-G-D. So it's one, one, four, five. Four, yeah. oh, sorry. One, five, four, one, five, five yeah. four, one. Yeah. <laughs> like flying a plane. It's the and it, that's it. And then the chorus starts <laughs> on the five chord and it goes five, four, one, five, four, one. That's it. That's exactly what I have. Yep. Yeah. Um, he uses yeah. a lot of palm muting in the original yep. one. I yep. like the new the the one that they played as a band because you get to hear Tyler go maybe. Um, yeah, I like yeah, I like that, and I, they they kind of developed the riff a little more in the later yeah. versions. It's a little more, but yeah, no, it's it's D major. It, the re it was recorded at approximately ninety seven beats per minute, but it's very shaky. Once again, somewhere off in the distance, J.K. Simmons is throwing a chair. Um, the why why <laughs> what was the speed of the original one uh i i don't know like i'm i'm talking do you mean like the original uh roadrunner yes. song not the vnl version i don't know oh, okay I'll i think it's it a little faster it, it is faster right. i'm just trying to figure out what it is um but yeah so we have an intro that's just vamping in d um and i use that term a lot vamp or vamping it doesn't mean to drink blood contrary to popular <laughs> no that's opinion. that's to morb that's, that's a morbid, it's morbid time. <laughs> one one eight one hundred and eighteen beats per minute is what I have found. Um, so I'm not sure if we define vamping on the on, on the show yet. So I would describe vamping as playing either a, a short series of chords or sometimes just holding on a single chord and sort of bouncing around and playing in that one chord or short sequence of chords. The best example I can think of is the song the band plays when the Blues Brothers come out on stage. They're sort of vamping on a single chord for the most part. But I'll defer to our <laughs> resident <laughs> professor here. Heidi, do you have a more precise definition for vamping? It's just a repeated phrase over and over again. Yeah. Um, we use it a lot in musical theater when we're waiting for somebody mm. to come out on stage yep. and they yep. miss their cue. And Play so we have on. to just yeah. vamp. We have to just repeat <laughs> over and over. And that funny side note, musical theater folks, friends. Um, so I once was at a Broadway teacher's workshop in New York and we met with the composer of Spider-Man Turn Off Dark. No and way. we got to see it. Yeah. We also met Sondheim. It was crazy good. Crazy awesome anyway um so we were talking to her and she said the reason why because that musical is not a singable kind of musical it's not one that you'd go oh yeah i love that song from that musical i don't remember any of the music from it and it's because it was written by bono and slash yeah. i mean yeah. bono and the edge, the and edge yeah. slash. um that would be different and uh, their problem was they didn't understand what? the need for vamping in musical theater uh, so they just wrote like rock like songs, songs they yeah. didn't understand the need for the vamp, which takes up space. That makes sense. Yep. Hey, speaking of vamps in Spider-Man, Morbius. <laughs> Tyler. Was he in that play? <laughs> he should have been. <laughs> they could have vamped while they waited for Morbius to come on stage. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they, would have so said to they would have said to Bono, "We need more vamps. Why aren't you vamping?" Well, Morbius is right there on stage. What are you talking about? <laughs> we have all the vamps we need. Um, Secret of Paris by Blade. So then we have the vamp at the beginning, and then it was, as Heidi said, it's like kind of A B A B B. Like you repeat the chorus. It's like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, repeat chorus. And then you have a, a coda or a tag, I'm going to say, because I'm a jazz cat, <laughs> uh, which is basically, um, I think the tag is just, um, 
a it's just like uh g to d so it's like four to one repeated over and over again um and yeah that's, that's pretty much it very simple kind of folksy acoustic rock again it, it very much to me it seems like the kind of thing that might have inspired tenacious d uh oh it's, a, it's a fun little tune and I'd, I'd be interested to hear like a full band version so Tracy, again, you sent us a couple of live recordings of this, but they're pretty much just both voice and acoustic guitar. Do you know if they ever played this at shows as like a full band with like drums and bass and keyboard and stuff like that? Nope. They, I mean, they had them, but I think they were giving Jim and Kevin and yeah, Tyler a, a break. break at that point. And... That makes sense. That makes sense. Road runner, beep, beep. that guy owns after you. That might have been also why they did it for like 10 out of the like 40 shows on that tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I because I do- that was the tour where they played every single song that they've ever done. Oh, wow. But usually, like the old deep dives like this, they only played once. Like for them to have played it 10 times, there was a reason for it. Huh. Can I can I just say right now that I've nope. been searching to figure out what was WLW standing for in the vocal department? Like, what was that? Was it a you know music co- corporation? What was it? So every time I type in WLW, that's not what comes up. <laughs> Weird lovers. And I was like, um, that's lace. not it. So there's lots of interesting lesbian material out oh. there. But actually, come to find out, it's a over oh. 100. It's a 100 year old this year radio station frequency from the Midwest, which I didn't know. And it, those are just random call letters. But when you try to find out. What does WLW mean? <laughs> I wasn't getting the results. These are not the results you're looking for. It's like when you're a kid and you're told to do a, a book report, or not a book report, but like a paper on the government. So you go to whitehouse.com. I know. And what, what's really interesting is the first air date was actually just over 100 years ago, March 23rd, 1922. Oh, wow. huh. Okay. But apparently it was a big deal. These aren't so, the vamps you're looking for. And that's for. where Barbara Cameron worked. That was throughout nice one, her whole, that whole time. Period. So you're welcome. Now you know. So you don't have to look it up. <laughs> I feel dumber if I eat from that. Oh, well, I, I feel like we're done talking about the music of this song. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, <laughs> it was a pretty honest rendition, except for being slower. Why don't we talk a little bit about the lyrics? Yeah, well, there's less sound effects. By the way, it only took her 40 minutes to write this song. I mean, it's a very simple song, but it's, it's a very satisfying and well done song too. You know, like it works. It's, it, it's, it's perfect for what it is, you know, as an, as the theme song for, for the, the coyote and roadrunner cartoon, it works very well. Um, I wanted to mention, I really appreciated that they use both pronunciations coyote and coyote in this song. <laughs> well, yeah. That's I one of the standouts. I've heard both. Coyote. Is it? Yeah, I guess, it? I guess they, they did, there's three. Uh, there's probably more. There's multiple accepted pronunciations. But I, uh, I hear coyote more often when I go out west, and I actually am in the area where people see coyotes more. Uh, but I always said coyote growing up. Yeah, that's probably the, the French dialect. 
the French. Because they drop the E you know. Coyota. Oh, wait, that's Italian, isn't it? Coyota la boca. Everyone knows that Mario and Luigi are always running away from the coyote. Where's the coyote? Mario! Where's the coyote? How many nationalities can we make upset in this one episode? (laughs) Cancelled! Yeah, we're (laughs) cancelled. We've hit quite a few. (laughs) And speaking of hitting things, like even the Roadrunner, you need to move aside or else you'll end up in a heap. Well... So I see Roadrunners every time I go out to visit my mother and my uh, brother <laughs> in Arizona. And the first time I saw one, I was kind of taken aback by how small they are. Like, I knew, obviously, they weren't ostrich-sized, like you might expect from <laughs> the cartoon. But they're really quite tiny. Uh, but yeah. I recognize them immediately from that very horizontal profile they have. If you search for photos of Roadrunners online, and especially if you look at their heads, They have this very distinct look. They're very much like the sort of bird that lets you see how birds would have evolved from dinosaurs. Like they look kind of like velociraptors, which by the way, we're also much smaller than depicted in fiction. Like in Jurassic Park, they're huge. My paleophile friend, Nathan, would be disappointed if I didn't mention that Jurassic Park velociraptors look much closer to Deinonychus, which as it happens, are thought to have had feathers. So there you go. Random fact of the week. Well, there we go. You know, raptors were were runners, and the roadrunner. Like, I know that it got its name because it ran on the roads, and that's where they kind of kind of got the the name for it. But on top of that, like, it it can fly, but it's not well known for flying. It likes to run like a chicken, like penguins, exactly. Or penguin can penguins? Well, penguins cannot fly. Penguins cannot fly. Perhaps I mean they get pushed into the water. Tenacious D. And I was wondering if uh, that dinosaur name was what the D stood for. Tenacious, Tenacious Dianonychus. Dianonychus. Or Dianonychus. Uh, uh, yeah, Dianonychus. Di- Diana what? <laughs> Dianonychus. Yes. Dianetics? Oh, I, I for that. Tenacious Dianetics. They're all really Tenacious secretly. Tenacious Dianetics. They're secretly. By L. Ron. Yeah. So where, where are those Roadrunners oh, native to? He was married to. They, well, they are native Arizona to, at the time, all the time. They are native to the southwest of America. They are also known to be in the Mexico area. Can mm. I just so, say though that the Roadrunner was a dick? Well, <laughs> See, yeah, like, he really was. Okay, he really so was. I agree with you. Thinking Heidi. of the you, you, okay, so if you've never seen How I Met Your Mother, you might, or if you have, you would know that there's an affinity for for Billy Zubka and. Billy Zabka and because yeah from Cobra Kai because they're always like well um Bernie Stinson is always like uh Bernie the hero Daniel's a jerk and he bullied (laughs) bullied Billy and that's why if you watch Cobra Kai which I'm a huge (laughs) fan it kind of is like oh yeah he is kind of like okay and and Daniel did lose like he did illegal, cheat. illegal kick illegal contact to the face so if you ever think about it from the coyotes perspective from the coyotes perspective <laughs> the roadrunner is awful yeah i mean i obviously the coyotes trying to to kill and eat the roadrunner but a i would argue that's just nature and b uh, the Roadrunner, I would have no problem with it escaping by any means necessary but he goes out of his way he's rather sadistic 
goes out of his way to hurt. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, he kept Acme in business for many years. Yeah, I love I the fact that the Almost. line in the song is "Poor little Roadrunner never bothers anyone." I think the coyote would yeah, disagree with that statement. Because he comes to her and he's like, "Me," so the and then he's gone, and you're like. If he destroys hey. the Roadrunner with Acme Dynamite, how much meat does he really expect to get? From <laughs> that's also, so it, that's also like, a very good point, Stefan. Like, what is his endgame here? <laughs> yeah, it was like, well, I think there's the first attempt was like, all right, I'm hungry. And then the other, the rest is like, this guy's a dink. He needs to go yeah. down. At a certain point, it becomes revenge. Agree. Yeah. As all, most of us, we all grew up with the, the 1970s cartoons and Looney Tunes on, on a Saturday morning. And I, for years, I thought I could just go off a cliff and stand there for a few minutes before <laughs> you drop this. I loved the fact that they went against the laws of nature. <laughs> In, in physics <laughs> and i love the fact that the roadrunner did but the coyote only thought he could for Whoa. about a half a second yeah, so here, and then he realized he could yeah and then he don't where did he get the sign Listen, from man. where was he keeping the sign oh, one of the things i love the I, thank you for bringing that up heidi because i gotta tell you one of my favorite things in looking up interesting facts this week about coyotes and roadrunners the the loudest animal in North America is the coyote, which is interesting that he, they didn't make him absolutely mute. I believe that. They really go howling. <laughs> then we have the rabbit, which is the quietest. Bugs Bunny, Bugs Bunny never shuts yeah, up. Interesting point. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so if you'll allow me to jump on a tangent here. When, when oh, okay. did Wile E. Coyote and the Roadrunner first start airing? I believe it was the late 1940s, <laughs> shortly after mankind split the atom and created the atom bomb. And we learned about subatomic particles. And we learned about quantum mechanics. And we learned about the observation principle where the mere act of observing will collapse the quantum state and finally be able to uh, observe whether, you know, say a particle is in one location or another or at one velocity or another. I posit. <laughs> I posit that that was when, from the double slit. The Roadrunner is no, no, no. So this is cat. a metaphor. You're, you're not far off, Tracy. This is a, this is an analogy. When the coyote runs off of the cliff and he doesn't know that he's going to fall until he looks down, it's Schrodinger's coyote. Once he understands, he makes an observation. The quantum state collapses and he falls. I think that's that's my that's my. Uh, conspiracy wow. theory for the week. I love it. He, Chuck Jones was teaching us physics from the early age. <laughs> huh. I just I just read that for you gamers out there that uh, there's a, a thing called coyote time. And can we just say for a second that Carl Stalling was one of the most important uh, film music influencers of the 1940s? Oh, definitely. definitely. Carl Stalling uh, was a genius Stefan, you, you've got time? interrupted several times now. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Stefan. No, that's all right. So, I, I, you know, I was going based off of coyote time. Um, it's actually a term used by gamers mm. um, that you get uh, a small little bit of extra nice. time to make a jump or for platforming. Oh, wow. um, I think I've heard that before. Like that. Yeah, that's interesting. I love yeah. it. So it was named after Wiley E. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to bring up some, so Chuck Jones said in his book that he had rules for the Roadrunner and Coyote. What rules? What were the rules? So the first rule was that Roadrunner cannot cause the Coyote harm except by saying 
Meet me. Okay. <laughs> so all only emotional all damage. harm yeah. is caused by an outside force. You know, that's or self-inflicted. Or mental games right there. So basically, the only thing that can harm the coyote is his own ineptitude or the failure of Acme products. His own petard. It's true. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Um, His hubris brought him down many times. I like number three. The the coyote could stop at any time if he were not a fanatic. He's an addict. He's like, (laughs) I can stop whenever I want to, but we all know deep down he's just going to keep chasing that dragon or that roadrunner. That's right. <laughs> Number four, no dialogue ever, except beep beep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait, hold on. Does he say beep beep or meep? So he says beep beep, but the person, it is written in the dialogue as beep beep. But when the person voiced him, Paul uh, Paul Julio voiced him, he said meep meep. Yeah, that's what I thought. I always heard meep meep. Yeah, I always heard meep meep. So. Meep. But that's not how fired. it's written I in the scripts. He was not following <laughs> the script at all. <laughs> I mean, how many scripts does he have? I mean, honestly, how can you screw that up? The script. I just, I'm sorry, the, the script. <laughs> I just love thinking that it's all meep meep. It's like the cartoon equivalent of like Jack Torrance and The Shining, like all, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. It's just meep 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 all the way down. Hey, yes. speaking of The Shining, the the Roadrunner yeah. the Roadrunner You're cartoon right. is um something that yep. the You're boy in the shining right. watches. Oh that's yeah, nice. um, nice. and that's like that's like the only place that I think I've actually heard the original song before. Yeah, other than yeah. looking it up for this video. Oh my goodness. Huh. Um, and it's and and obviously there being somewhat thematic parallels between. Um, Wiley Coyote and Jack yep. Torrance in The Shining. Huh. I'm sure it's something, if, if he could talk, Wiley Coyote would have told the Roadrunner, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm just going to bash your brains in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I have five more Here's rules. Wiley. One, the Roadrunner must stay on the road. Otherwise, he wouldn't be called the Roadrunner. He's on the off-road uh, runner. Well, what if he's on a cliff? You know, sometimes he goes on like a cliff out. Usually the road like extended the... across the cliff. Oh, I see. What if he's driving in Massachusetts <laughs> with the radio on? Oh, good call. Ah, that brings me to number six. All action must be confined to the na- confined to the natural environment, Southwest American desert. And or painting. Ah, no yeah, you never did see him at a grocery store. Nope. All no. materials, weapons, and tools must be from Acme Corporation. Yes, definitely. Do you guys live in an area that has Acme grocery stores? Because I do. No, is there no. an actual Acme grocery store? <laughs> no, ours all exploded. I would be afraid to buy anything <laughs> from Acme. Their track record is yeah, fabulous. It's, it's just a regular grocery <laughs> store chain. I think it's it's just a regular grocery store chain. I think it's owned by the same people who own But Shaw's. do they sell rockets and roller skates, uh, Tyler? <laughs> and Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> and TNT. <laughs> Uh, number eight, whenever possible, make the gravity the coyote's greatest enemy. I mean, that's definitely observable. And the coyote is always more humiliated than harmed by his failures. <laughs> that coyote had nine lives. He just ate them all. <laughs> 
I wonder how they can come up with all this stuff. I would say one more though. I added one more. I don't think that Wiley Coyote is not exactly the bad guy. You know, he's fanatical, but we're almost supposed to be sympathetic he's the to Johnny his Lawrence plight, to his play. He's the Johnny Lawrence of that. Exactly. Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> like one time he actually caught the Roadrunner and he what? he held up a sign and said, Okay, wise guys, you always wanted me to catch him. Now what do I do? <laughs> wow. Like we're supposed to I mean, feel for him. <laughs> well, it's kind of like my favorite cartoon ever growing up was Tom and Jerry. And the same thing, like Jerry was always messing with Tom mm-hmm. and Tom was the bad guy. And you were like, oh, you felt so bad for him. And it, <laughs> like, yeah, okay. what is that? There's something there's something philosophical to be yes. said here about like why Tyler. the why the Roadrunner and the coyote are the standout of this sort of cartoon genre because you have sylvester and tweety you have tom and jerry (laughs) (laughs) and and for some reason as tracy was saying wiley coyote is the one that seems the most sympathetic okay we we sympathize with with characters that have clear goals right and there was this was the part of the talk around breaking bad where like even though Walt continues to become more and more despicable as a human being and a character, people still root for him. You know, I th- he lost my sympathy after he let Jane die, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but here's an interesting question. I'm being, I'm being half, like many times, I, I'm being half serious, but also uh, uh, half kidding. Is there some kind of link to like the myth of Sisyphus here? Where is the that is actually written? No yes. way! Oh my god, seriously, yeah, yes. it's because it reminded me of Sisyphus yeah. rolling the boulder up the mountain, it goes down the other side. The poor guy's got to go down, push it up, back up, and he's just doomed to eternally uh strive. Yeah, there's something there's something sympathetic in that. I agree. Uh, what was that? <laughs> so does the, the musical, uh, <laughs> the musical wizard that monitors our show. Who played? Was that a keyboard? Who was that? No, it's my. Oh, seven. (laughs) Play us a song. You're the piano man. I saw Billy Joel last week. Talked about how like smells like a beer. We we talked about how this cartoon was supposed to teach us things, but it also taught us some pretty big lies. Roadrunners aren't faster than coyotes. Yeah, and also you can't hang in midair after walking off a cliff. Well, <laughs> and did it, wait, Tracy? What? Do their do their legs spiral in circles like that, or do they? They do. No. <laughs> no, but you know the uh, the so called Jesus lizard. They kind of do that when they run on top of the water. Oh, yeah. They look like that. It's interesting. If you ever see that in slow motion, it's really fascinating. So called Jesus. Well, I can't remember so the scientific name, Jesus. but it's called the Jesus lizard. Uh, in, I think Steve has a whole song about that. I think I saw that. that band once in like That's 96. That's a great band too. Uh, Dwayne Dennison is one of my favorite Jesus guitarists. Lizard. Oh, wait, they're really yeah, a band? Yeah, Jesus Lizard. Oh, I They're actually really good. <laughs> I was about to call their legs spin as well? I, I don't think any of the band members' legs spin, but uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no. Maybe their heads spin. <laughs> <laughs> Tailspin <laughs> cartoon Ooh. with, with we're, that. We're just uh, in an old well, it, I have I have some weird facts please, here about roadrunners that might make your head spin. Go for it. You always have weird facts. Let's, I let's always have do. Cases. Especially weird when facts. the song is only a minute long. <laughs> <laughs> so 
What do you think that a? Uh, by the way, most of the time, Roadrunners are solitary animals. Oh wait, is animals. this the game show part of the show? Oh, yeah, let's it. do a game show. All right, show. All right. I'm, I'm gonna do win. We need a theme song music. Do 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 do. do. This is a legally distinct theme. musical song. Please don't sue. Right. But it has to be in like the five four one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> In um, the uh, G minor, <laughs> major, G something, G string, <laughs> quartet. It's gotta be in the G oh, string. Oh, no. Word, <laughs> words, words. There are so many words. Words. Insert. <laughs> okay. So, generally, roadrunners are solitary yeah. birds. But when they aren't solitary, what Ooh. are they called? What, are the, what is a flock of roadrunners called uh uh gin rummy because <laughs> you said they were an solid. acme an <laughs> intersection this <laughs> well, is so far as tyler murder not a murder no <laughs> a flock of roadrunners is called a marathon oh, i like that or a race. i like that oh, oh that's cute that that's makes cute. sense i like that only if there's 26 of them. <laughs> point, <Yeah>. two. <laughs> yeah, point one. Point two. They chop off one of the legs. Like... <laughs> That's really dark. Okay. Let's go into the second one. What do roadrunners tend to eat? Coyotes. Uh, <laughs> human liver. What did you say, Stephanie? Human liver. I said human liver. With fire well, now beans. we're going from Sisyphus to uh, uh, Prometheus. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess like either bugs or like I'm going to go on the limb and say eggs because Velociraptors ate the eggs of other dinosaurs. Well, well, the Roadrunner definitely doesn't eat bugs because then that would be a crossover of Looney Tunes. Oh, ah, I see ah, what you did there. Well done. Well played. Well played, sir. <laughs> Oh, closest so far, although that is way down the list, and usually only when other stuff is not available, is Aaron with bugs and and eggs. Their favorite thing to eat are rodents, reptiles, wow. snakes, and small well, birds. Say it must be really huh. tiny. I mean, I guess maybe I've only ever seen tiny roadrunners. They could be larger. I don't really know that much about them. Every time I saw them, they were pretty tiny. I can't. Imagine them eating like full-grown mice. When you say they're pretty, they're oh. carnivorous little. Yeah, animals. I believe it. I mean, birds they're can cute. be pretty vicious. Some some birds. Yeah, they can. I mean, when you say that like, they remind you of velociraptors, no, like, that, I meant that yeah, seriously. Like, like, if you look, yeah. at, the more I learn yeah. about them, the more I'm like, if you look, Roadrunner was not a cute little do, thing. Do a search for like Roadrunner skeleton, then do a search for like Velociraptor skeleton. Velociraptors were a little larger, they were the size of small dogs, but like. They look very similar, like it, 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 to me at least. They look very similar. Huh. All right. Yeah. Here's another That's one. Right. How fast can a roadrunner actually run? Fifteen miles per 40. hour. Forty. Um, I think it's faster miles an hour. Faster miles an hour. <laughs> Twenty. <laughs> Heidi, do you have a guess? No, I. Uh, I'm gonna go with thirty. Roadrunners can run anywhere between 15 to 26 miles right, per right. hour. Wow. Wow. Coyotes go about 35. Yeah. Huh. Huh. 
That's only if there's like a, a backwind. Well, I was gonna, going to to me, it's interesting. Like, you know, everyone always talks about how fast cheetahs are, but they can only maintain those like bursts of speed. So, like, I'd be curious to know in a marathon <laughs> who would win the coyote <laughs> or the roadrunner. Well, I mean, if it's a marathon, that's, they're all that's, roadrunners. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> so, the Mexican and American tribes of that area of the United States Beef. had various <laughs> What would become beliefs, the United States? <laughs> had various beliefs about the roadrunner. They were a very important animal to the to the tribes of that area, especially the Pueblo tribes. What yeah. was special about roadrunners? There um, weren't roads back then. <laughs> yeah, right. What, what were they called before they were roadrunners? They could sort of they're like run through. They were just runners. runners. They could sort of like desert runners. They could run through a mountain, a mountainside, and then when you would try to go through and <laughs> paint, follow them, they'd paint a fake. They would be not, blocked off. You're not far off, Tyler. Actually, <laughs> okay. I'm curious. Roadrunners were considered to be medicine birds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, they also had another very special thing related to their feet. Any idea what it is about their feet that would make them special they sold, to the Mexican and they American have they pictures on OnlyFans? Ah! They have thumbs. <laughs> they have opposable thumbs. What I'm just good. Pug with a postal thumb. Have you ever heard that song? Because it's amazing. No, but that sounds like Schoolhouse Rock. It's no, it's uh, I'll, I'll find out, but it's one of my favorite songs. <laughs> so there's something special I'm about just their glad feet. Cats don't have posable thumbs. There's something special about their feet. They're there's BB Rouse and the Blue Kazoo. Never heard of it. Uh, Pug with a postal thumb. It's awesome. Do they have like a prehensile toe? Tyler, you gotta guess. Any other what? guesses? I heard I heard what you said, Stephanie. Tyler, you gotta guess oh, okay. for this. Um, do they have like I'm putting webbed it in the feet? chat, Aaron, so you can check it out later. Thank you. Webbed feet. Webbed. Interesting in the middle of the desert. Okay. They have they have twelve toes. <laughs> <laughs> they have extra digits. Or scales. Which makes them go faster. <laughs> They're really flat. So what makes like, Roadrunner what, what makes Roadrunners special is they have Zygo Dac Nikes. They have Nikes on their feet. They have They're, they have like cleats or like um golf shoes on their feet. Yeah. They There's enough friction the that they can run on the air. That's the whole point. I'm just loving this. I'm just gonna let you guys do this all day. Just riff. <laughs> just vamp. Oh serious. Just vamp. <laughs> um <laughs> Well, it's just vamping. I think I think I heard you. I think to, to spoil the fun, I think you said they have zygodactyl feet, which same as they woodpeckers, do. like Woody the woodpecker. So I'm wondering if there's any kind of uh, interesting, uh, interesting fam familial relations there between cartoons. <laughs> That's funny. Zygodactyl. So that's the new name of a band. So what's what make what makes zygodactyl important is that they are X shaped. So they, point, like, they have two show, 
toes oh. pointing forward like a claw game. and two pointing oh, and backwards. Two back. Oh, that makes sense. And why okay. this is important is because then predators cannot follow them because they don't know which, which way the bird's tractor is That's cool. Oh. That's really cool, actually. Uh, and because of this, the Pueblo tribes believed that they were they were able to protect against evil spirits. Huh. Explain that one, Darwin. And they would use their feathers on cradle boards yeah. for their children, for their or babies. Roadrunner. That's some Marlon Perkins information right there, man. I was going to say uh, that was yeah. like some David Attenborough information. Or, or wide, no, Wide World of Animals. We're, we're back remember? to Jurassic Park here with the Attenborough. <laughs> wasn't, that, wasn't that Marlon Perkins who did the Wild oh, World the of Animals? Southwestern Roadrunner. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's even better. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. Last so I question I have for kids. you. Wild Kingdom. That was the Wild name Kingdom? of it. Okay. Wild Kingdom. Oh, that was probably well. Yeah, I was a I was a little kid. Yeah. Was that you still are a little kid? I'm 48. Now you just made me think of Twilight Zone. Look at that fossil. It is stuck in the mud. Yeah, okay, it was yeah, Wild so, Kingdom. Okay, I remembered or it. No, it was National Geographic, I, um, I think. Because remember in in um, the Twilight, was it the Twilight Zone? <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. The where, where at the beginning, they're driving along, and he's like, look at that fossil. It is stuck in the mud. <laughs> so I, it's all I can think of every time. Oh, that's for the vampires and the werewolves, right? <laughs> All right, last question. You ready? Okay. Let's hear it. And if you've been paying attention, you probably will be able to get this one. Okay. Roadrunners live in a desert. It's not a question. So where do they get their water? Mm, they have I haven't like been camels. paying attention. My home. My home. My lovely home. I think uh, cacti. They get from their food. A lot of animals do get most of their water wow. from, from food, so that that could well be from cactus. Cacti could be. I think they just run to the river. They they, they run to could. the they run to the or Rio they... Grande, the other bare naked <laughs> ladies song that they would do on the Everywhere for Everyone tour. <laughs> Her name is Rio, and oh. she dances on the sand. Um, maybe they collect it like from like maybe. Uh. I think they're like the Flash. They run so fast, they turn back time to back when it was an arid. I'm wondering if they find ways. To, they're very tiny, so they might not need much. Like maybe they collect it from like condensation or morning dew or whatever. The correct answer is the closest mm. answer is the one that Stefan gave. They drink the blood of their enemies. <laughs> oh. Heidi got it exactly. Oh my god! Oh my god! They I are right? Heidi's the winner here, I think, overall. <laughs> a trip to Sparta. I literally Sparta. just said that because I thought it was funny. Oh, my wait, God. So wait, wait, nope, wait. They, they get the moisture by eat from the blood and tissues of their so prey. back to vamping. Oh, it is, in fact, morbid time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was laughing so hard earlier when you guys said Tyler, that. you called it. Is that uh, why vamping so popular in gospel music as well? Oh. It's because of like the <laughs> like sucking of your blood. Oh no, that's oh, souls. No, oh, no, don't go wow. there. Oh. <laughs> okay, I got I got one for you guys. So yes. on Rolling Stone's 500 greatest songs of all time in 2021, the 2021 list, 
where does the Modern Lovers Roadrunner song fall? One, two, three, four, five, six. Over under 100. I would say it is because you're asking this question. <laughs> I'm I'm going to say it's under 100, but I would have gone with over 100 if I had just been naturally. Now, guessing. when you're saying under 100, you're meaning it's in the top right. 100. Correct. I'm gonna I'm gonna say over just to be a contrarian, but I think Tracy's logic is pretty airtight. Contrarian. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, one of my exes accused me of being a contrarian, and I literally said, no, I'm not. I must take up a contrary position. Yes, but it right. isn't just saying no, it oh, isn't. Yeah, it's, yes, it's, it's, it is. I'm sorry. No, it isn't. I came here for an argument. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tyler. I needed a little Monty Python. <laughs> so wait, what is the answer, Tyler? What, so what I is was, the answer? Yeah. It was a uh, 77 on their 2021 list, which is probably too high in the grand scheme of things. You're right. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of great songs out there. That's, that's, that's pretty high. That's great. I mean, it, it was influential to a lot of music that, that came for cartoons and stuff after <laughs> this, but wow. <laughs> yeah. Barbara never expected to be that, that, that high. I do have one more question. What do you think that the Coyotes' original name was? We all know it's Wiley Coyote, but do you do you know what it originally? I'm going to say first name the Phil Coyote. Phil. Bob Johnson. Aaron (laughs) Becker. Kyle. Kyle. He looks like a John Connor. John John Connor. Connor. <laughs> His original name Roadrunner Roadrunner is like a Terminator. The Rodinator. Tom. So the original name of the original <laughs> of the first episode of of uh, Roadrunner Fast and the Furious. was Fast and you Furious. You don't need Acme products when you uh, got family. <laughs> run that road a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, Tyler. Oh, I still lose. Tip of the hat. Tip of the hat to you. Paul Walker. <laughs> Vin Diesel. What is it? John. Oh, that's cool. And the Coyote's name in the early model sheets was Don Coyote's. That's another. Yeah, that's that's another literary. Don Coyote? That's hilarious. That's fantastic. Which I I wish they had kept that because I appreciate that. Don Coyote is a better name than Wiley Coyote. That's that's hilarious. Don Coyote. But the Wiley, like, oh, he's supposed to be so I remember my parents talking about Don Quixote when I was younger, but they said Don Quixote. Like, like, sounded like Coyote. And I was like, oh, is he like Wiley Coyote? (laughs) Now, see... At some point, Wiley should have had a cousin come on, like Snoopy's brothers. Don Coyote, yes. Don Coyote, and like have him like go jousting <laughs> at windmills and stuff. Like that would have been great. I would have appreciated that. The literary nerd in me would have been very happy. To dream the impossible dream. To live. No, 
Sorry, I went into no. the La Man of the Mancha. You never have to apologize there. for Man of La Mancha. I mean, come on. That play taught me how you to use a whip. Never have to apologize for singing on the show, Heidi. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I am Wiley Coyote. <laughs> the man of something. I chased the road yeah. runner around. Yeah, I think I, I think mean, that goes right I along mean, with it's your fair to say, I would analysis. think that Wiley Coyote's mission is fairly quixotic. So, oh. Maybe there's more of a more of a connection than we think. Well done. Yeah, I agree. Whoa. See, this is this is the kind of thing that Your makes me wish I was analysis. still in school because I would love what? to write a paper on this. Well, you know, if if you were in school and you were writing a paper, they would give you a grade. So why don't we get to grading this song? Oh, nice segue, buddy. Uh, no, I I hate writing. Just talk about it. <laughs> I know, right? I'm rolling. <laughs> Man, you're like Weird Al Yankovic on that segue. Wow. Oh, I see what you there. Oh. He's like... <laughs> they see him rolling. <laughs> they hate him. You're like Dean Payment on that segue. <laughs> He's from New Hampshire, y'all. Just FYI. Yeah. One of these right. these episodes, I'm going to make a little like pencil mark for every tangent we go yeah, on. Yeah, I was gonna say you, I'm gonna you run wear out of the paper. pencil down to a nub, and in the background will be the constant noise of sharpening. What's nub got to do? <laughs> nub is such got a funny word. It. So yeah, that's <laughs> nub. It is. My nubs. It's a funny word. <laughs> my nubs. My nub. My lovely lady nubs. What's What's Morb got to do with it? Is that anything? I think that was like an Invader Zim episode. My nubs don't lie. Nubs of Doom or something like that. Nubs of Doom. Can you imagine the amount of songs that would be awesome if you just changed <laughs> one word to nubs? Apocalypse nubs. Looking for nub in well, all you, the wrong places. Well, you could... I like nubbing better than nub. good puns. Yeah, because like, like nub, nub sounds like love. You guys yeah. know how hard this episode's going to be to edit because you guys keep talking over each other. Nubs bring all the voices up and like it's better than nubs. And of course, the modern nubbers. <laughs> modern nubbers. Modern nubbers. Yeah, edit, edit. <laughs> What's nub got to do with it? <laughs> You're not going to edit. You say you edit, and then I listen, and I'm like, you left all that in. No, I mean, you guys talking <laughs> over each other, it's going to take me 10 minutes to stretch that all out. Yeah. <laughs> who wrote, who wrote, who wrote the, the book, book of nub? <laughs> Tyler's like, I, I want to distance myself from this train Tracy. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. Tracy, you, you can actually just cut me from this whole episode. <laughs> so I'm not going to get to use this this rating scale very often. So what I want... Wait, hold on. I think we should let Tyler say everything he didn't get a chance to say right now. Yeah, we, we really railroaded him throughout this whole episode. I, I do apologize, Tyler. We were ADHD <laughs> all over the place. Wasn't a railroad... Wasn't a train another thing that Many Wiley times, Coyote got hit I've seen him on the uh, little... Little pump cart, yeah, yeah, yeah. The push yeah, cart yeah. thing, the little push thing, <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, Roadrunner would be the oh, wait, Tyler, were you gonna say something? Kept interrupting him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, he's never Tyler's coming back. Here? I'm so sorry, Tyler. 
Can we get uh, can we get Steve Tyler? You could get Tyler Stewart on. That would be better. Oh, really? There you go. <laughs> wow. Who's also from New Hampshire, by the way? <laughs> hey, the people I was all purportedly yeah, named after. Just uh, live, uh, grew up in Portland, Maine. Yeah, Steve Tyler used to summer in Sunapee oh, yeah. and still has a house on Lake Sunapee. <laughs> hey, Tyler, did you have any things that you weren't able to say? <laughs> Um, honestly, I yeah, feel like I did all I, the I modern mother's jokes that I was going to do. Quality. Yeah, I felt like that was kind of my shit coming in. Like every time I said something, it was quality. just about the wrong song. But I do genuinely feel um, like this song is really like, like origin, the ladies. I don't know why I said I don't know why I said it like that. The, the Bare Naked Ladies version of this song is really tightly harmonized. And mm-hmm. it is probably like especially in the later recordings I've listened to the um, play everywhere for everyone um, bootlegs like many, many times over. And that's why this song stuck out to me enough to, you know, volunteer to talk about it. Um, and <laughs> even though you didn't get a chance to <laughs> think of it, Cause when they're saying that line, like that coyote yeah. is really a crazy clown. When will he learn that he never can hold you down? Like, and then Steve singing the higher part. That coyote is really a crazy clown. Um, it's like, it's really tight. <laughs> it's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's hard to, it's hard to sing it, it. Like they make, they take this very simple song and make it virtuosic and which is what they're good at. So, so given that Tyler, like how many Acme products do you give this song? <laughs> Well, I feel like uh, we're we're mm. playing with fire here. <laughs> Whatever, we're working. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually, yeah. That that's uh, one of the big products by Acme is is explosives. <sighs> oh, it's that thing where I go first and then I say a really high number because I don't have a <laughs> I don't have a standard to hold like you guys do. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. What show that, do you think we have no standards? <laughs> Granted, granted, yes, I'm, I'm normally higher, especially that one time I came on to talk about in the drink. <laughs> we were we were pretty savage on that song. We 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 did not. My name is <laughs> you have no standards prepared um, to die. But... <laughs> I'm in <laughs> the drink. Oh, no. um, yeah, I'll give it three point nine. Three point nine. Okay, Isn't that yeah, that's Frank Sinatra song. Three point nine. <laughs> Holy smokes! That's pretty impressive. That is pretty because I don't have the entirety of the fourth Acme that product. That's what impressive. causes things to go wrong. Uh, right, like yeah. you need you need the safety uh, on the fuse. Yeah, just one yeah. little one little thing, one little gear fell mm. out, and it just your rocket pack just flew off without you. Like. Yeah, or like in October Sky when they forget to put the thing on the first time they try to build the rocket, you know. Oh. Speaking of which, Homer Hickam rocks, Tyler. Just well, since you wanted to jump in there, Heidi, how about you give us your score? No, because no, I was like, I, I'm so glad you made a Rocket Boys <laughs> reference because, or an October Sky reference, because if you haven't read the book, I highly suggest reading the book. But uh, now I consider Homer Hickam a friend, so I'm really glad you brought his name, him, the movie up. Heidi, what's your what's your score? Homer Homer Hickam was one of the original Rocket Boys. 
<laughs> Didn't he write a book? No, Taylor, did you know? Like, did you know? Oh. Um, so here's what a lot of people get confused. Homer Hickam wasn't a real guy making rockets. He was just like a wandering, traveling bard who like could have been a group of people or like a combination of several storytellers over time who were also making rockets. I, um, I love did he go by William Shakespeare? We're, we're, I love we're doing the uh, the John Hodgman thing where we we start off talking real facts and then slowly devolve into nonsense. Uh, oh, speaking of John Hodgman, um, right, right. On February thirteenth, twenty thirteen, State Representative Marty Walsh introduced a bill that gave that a bill to have Roadrunner named official rock song of Massachusetts. Oh, uh, Richmond, however, came against this, saying, I don't think the no song is good enough to be a Massachusetts song of any kind. Ooh. Comedian in Massachusetts native John Hodgman came out in support of Walsh's bill, saying the song was woven as deeply into cultural landscape of Massachusetts as the turnpike itself. It is the pulsing sound of the night and the future. Nice. and connects the midnight ride of Paul Revere with the dream of every Massachusetts teenager who has just gotten their license and is discovering the freedom trail that is Route 128 after the last movie lets out. Oh, I love that, man. He writes, he, he writes, he's the new American poet. I love oh, no John kidding. Benjamin. Wow, he's, he's fantastic. Something. No, really, <laughs> anyway, like, he's hilarious, but he's stuff. also very, just very elo- eloquent. And I love it. Yeah. That's amazing. I did not thank know that, Tyler. It. Aaron, you're Wait. pretty eloquent. What do you get this song? Oh, well, thank you for softening the blow of cutting Heidi and going right huh. to me by uh, complimenting me. Uh, uh, this, uh, I, uh, this is a tough uh. one. <laughs> well, Heidi yeah, didn't want to give me an answer, so. Oh, I'll come back. Um, I'll come back. And in. I know why. Like, I, I, there are, there's Heidi a was lot like the to like runner. about this song. You know, it, it's... It's not trying to be anything more than what it is, and I don't want to hold its simplicity or the the uh, the starkness of its recording quality owing to how early it was in their career against it. You know, I feel like that would be unfair. Having said that, I don't think I can put it in my fours. I don't think it's quite going on my best love playlist. You know, it's certainly a fun song if it comes on. If I like, if I tell Alexa to shuffle BNL and this plays, I'm not going to skip it. And it's really short and sweet too, so there's not much point in skipping. <laughs> um, I'm hemming and hawing here, I guess. Uh, I can't quite rate it as highly as Tyler, although I see, I can see where he's coming from. Uh, it, it's it's a short, sweet, fun little tune, and I, I agree that the harmonies are are very nicely done, and as you say, they're pretty close and tight, and. Um, there's this almost like it kind of reminded me of like oh brother where art thou there's almost like this like not quite bluegrassy feel to it but there's something in that that's it's kind of similar in spirit so it's interesting that we mentioned uh, Homer in the Odyssey. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give Roadrunner three point four Acme products out of five. It's certainly well above average. It's a very good tune and, and certainly especially taking into account you know how early it was in their in their kind of lifespan as a band and where it came from i think they did a great job with it wait you gave it a 3.2 tyler what did you give 3. it 3.9 wow nice what what do you give it heidi um okay let's say i i like ditto almost everything verbatim aaron said um, Ditto. because 
like I agree it's not in my fours but I like what they did with it it's kind of fun and I love the opening like and I agree it's not something you search out but if it's played I'll go for it um and I've had it on my like various and rare tracks CD for a long time um so I'm gonna give it a 3.4 I like at the end when they go if he catches you you're through that's a good, like, those yeah. harmonies are good. Yeah, yeah I no, agree with Tyler completely. The harmonies. Good harmonies throughout. That's the best great. part of the song. Without a doubt. Stefan, what are your thoughts on this song? I think they did a great job with the song. Uh, I, I like the harmonies. I like, I like where they were going with it. Uh, I thought having a song with roadrunner is random but i thought it was awesome um i know that bnl there was a guy who won uh some kind of prize and bnl had to write a song yeah we did that one the guy and they like yeah they they pulled this song <laughs> out of their bum and it was horrible so that's how you really feel i mean I, if i was that guy i'd be ripped and i'm like they're singing a better song about a roadrunner than they did about me and i won the prize i'm one of their fans i paid money to be there wow. and do this you know i would be ripped but um i thought this was a good song i had fun with it uh the lyrics were clever and creative um the harmonies were dead on nothing over the top when it comes to instrumentals i mean, it's just plain and simple 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 things so i'm I'm torn. Um, I think all of you guys have great points. Um, so I'm going to go in between uh, Tyler and Heidi's. Uh, and I think I'm going to go with like a, a 3.55. Wow. Wow. How's that? There you go. Oh, it's, it's a good song. Yeah. It's kind of cool. <laughs> they didn't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> so there. Tracy, um, Roadrunner is a 12-bar blues song performed by American rock and roll performer Bo Diddley. Beep, beep. Originally released as a single by Checker Records in January 1960, the song reached number 20 on Billboard magazine's Hot R&B Sides chart and number 75 on the Hot 100. That is correct. I did catch that this week. It's actually a pretty cool song to listen to. <laughs> There's a bit of a snippet right there. <laughs> I just wanted to shout out the other Roadrunner song that we could have been making jokes yeah. about this whole time. <laughs> I think there's also a Migos song called Red oh, I'm sure there's several. I, I'm sure somewhere in the multiverse there are other versions of us which which vamped on oh, different vamps. Up. It was morbid time for different songs. Boy, there's yeah, there's a Migos, there's a Sex Pistols. But now that I know that Roadrunners are, I think that's a cover of the Modern Lovers. But Tracy, oh, what yeah, are I you going to write? Tyler, I think you are. <laughs> oh, thank you. I do that with my students too. I ask them about their weekends and then I just sit there and like wait for them to ask me. 
Uh, you know, I created this podcast so I could have my opinions, and no one wants to. Hear I'm a white so. man. People need to care about what I have to say. <laughs> There's not enough white men having their say out there. Wow. <laughs> Known fact. Now I do not need to give my true opinion. facts. No, Tracy, Tracy we value kidding. your opinion. We're um, just busting wow. your balls, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, one of the things that occurred to me as we we're talking tonight that I didn't say is. This was written, this was uh recorded within like the first couple weeks that Ed and Steve were doing like little tiny like venues here or there, and they wanted to just be able to have something to give to people after the show. And they just picked songs that they they knew that they could do, and that kind of showed off what they could do harmony-wise. It makes sense that they could do this song. I think they do it really well for harmonies. I do kind of wish that when they did it live that they, you know, kind of did a little yeah. bit more with it. Like maybe that, that Kevin or, or Jim would have some fun with it. But at the same time, I, I like that they're like, you know what? No, this is an Ed and Steve thing. We're going to go back to our roots and give people a little bit of that as well. I'm going to give it a 3.3. All right, we're all we're all hovering around the threes here. Ooh. Um, and I and yeah. I also want people to go out this week as much as possible and listen to Barbara Cameron's version of this that she did with her son, which is a very jazzy version. Um, it was it's really cool. If you're on highway, you know it's go beep Just that thought, or you might end up in a heat. Those are great jazz hands. Is it? <laughs> it's a non jazz hand. That was like some it's end jazzy. of the whiz action there, jazz hands. Um, so wait, is it like swung? You say it's jazzy. <laughs> it, it is jazzy it, it's it, so he was a big jazz musician her her son um and so they they collaborated on this album in 2008 and this is one of the songs that they did for that and they actually included all the sound effects and and things in that as well as paul julio's uh noises that he made the the julio <laughs> There's a road runner that's been on my mind. You know, guys, this week's song brought me on a stroll down memory lane. And I was watching a video <laughs> that showed me what songs are turning 40 years old this year. Um, and Ooh. man, it made me feel really old. And then I realized that rock and roll hasn't been oh. around for it's, it hasn't been around for not even 80 years at yeah, this point. Yeah, back when rock and roll was and, young, me and Susie, we had so much fun. We were rocking and rolling to... Was, <laughs> we were listening oh to Crocodile Rock. I totally screwed so that it, up. So it made me think, like, what songs are 50 years old? And guess what? A lot. That's from the Next 70s. week's song is 50 years old. Oh. Really? No kidding. We're going to be talking next week about another cover. It must be called, called Tracy. Rock and Roll. Oh, I thought it was named Tracy because 50 years old. This is the Led Zeppelin oh. cover that Tyler likes to sing. <laughs> yes. 
Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I forgot about that. Uh, I, I'm I'm more quick to recognize the '80s than the '70s, but I, I, I'm into it. I got it. I'm locked in. I'm <laughs> I'm hip. I'm with it. Well, Tracy and I, gosh, we were graduating college from '70 something, weren't we? It feels like that sometimes. <laughs> sure, it does. <laughs> Tracy looks at it, though. I don't think Tracy's very happy with Tracy. us right now. Ouch. <laughs> Just because all of my hair is gray, he's just aging gracefully, guys. He's just he's... embracing. Well, you got one of those words right. <laughs> aging. I can't. I can't get rid of these even if I try. No, not I just permanently no. got the little gray patches in the beard. Yeah, they won't go away. They refuse. I was going for the Reed Richards look, but it just kind of kept growing what out. Marvel ca- character has that. Why are we still here? What are we? Can what? We do- <laughs> this is the after show. This is for this the is, after we, show. We gotta keep this Speaking stuff for which, the patrons on Patreon once we, we finally we did watch. No one came. In. Aaron, why did your uh, profile picture did, did you look end? Like did you end Lane? the show? Yay! <laughs> It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.